0: It might be. Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's Tony. Is this Rocky?
1: Yeah, it's Rocky. How you doing?
0: Good. Rocky, hold on. So uh, for those of you who were listening to my rant just a minute ago, which I automatically suspended when I saw the phone call, we'll pick it up uh, after I'm done talking with Mr. Laporte. Rocky Laporte, how are you?
1: I'm okay, buddy. What are you yelling about over there?
0: Um, I'll tell you in a minute, because you, you, you might not want to jump right into it, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, but the funny thing is, when I saw the number, and you have an 818 number, you have a San Fernando Valley number, um, and I have an 818 number for I was formerly of, uh, a lot of people left their heart in San Francisco. I left my heart in Canoga Park. Um, I, I, I get so many scam calls from 818. I'm going, is this him or is this a scam?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Same thing. Same
0: thing. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Rocky LaPorte. Rocky LaPorte is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy uh, tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for one show. Are you doing the Sunday show?
1: Yeah, but the first show tonight sold out, and then the sack, the first show tomorrow night is almost sold out. So that tickets fan. are pretty quick.
0: That is fantastic. Well, I'm glad you're back in town, man. We have um, We've talked in this fashion before. Yes, we've uh I, I've, I've had uh, uh, i've uh, interviewed you before i've actually um the first time i met you um and we've we've talked about this as well but i'll, I'll if you don't remember i'll refresh your memory there was a contest called the uh, johnny walker red comedy contest in the 80s yeah yeah and you won uh the detroit portion i competed in that one and you won that one that's the first time i ever saw you i went this guy's very funny you remember that
1: yeah. Were you out of Detroit at the time, Tony?
0: No, I wasn't, but I, I used to work uh, for a guy named John Yoder so often.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, up, I was up in that part of the country like 10 weeks out of the year. And I'm from St. Louis, so I felt right at home going to Michigan. Oh, yeah. So uh, there was a place called Chaplins, ran by the That's Harvest, right. That's the Harvest right. Boys.
1: Yeah. yeah. You want to know something? I'm still friends with a lot of the wait staff from Chaplains.
0: There were always rumors about those guys.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, about yeah, yeah, that they were hooked up and all that.
0: Yeah. yeah, they were, they were a little hooked up. You know, I when I first worked Chaplains, it had opened. So yeah, you're up there and you're working for John, and you, and you know John, and you worked for you did a lot of those uh, those yeah. gigs up there. I walked into Chaplains, and because you were, they picked me up at the airport in a limo. And I'm going, what well, is this weird? Because they're paying me like seven hundred bucks. But um, <laughs> yeah. why don't they just give me the gas money for this limo? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And they drove me to the club, and it's the middle of the day, and they had all the staff lined up, like, and the guys were all like, and, they, and the waitresses all wore like these sexy tuxedo outfits, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And they're all, and they're all clapping, going, "Welcome to the club." And I'm going, yeah. I'm <laughs> going, these guys are really new.
1: Yeah, he had them trained like seals. You remember that? <laughs> yeah.
0: A couple years later, I show up and they go, don't touch a waitresses. Don't show up till yeah. showtime. Stay out of the yeah. office. Don't rob the yeah. safe.
1: Yeah. They had the bowling alley in that other place. You remember they had two places.
0: They did. They did. They were all on like a a, a, a mile, 10 mile road. When Eminem came out yeah. with his thing, I go, I know what he's talking about. That's a part of yeah. Detroit yeah. where they, they just got tired of naming shit.
1: Yeah. Man, I didn't know. I forgot you were a St. Louis guy. I was down there all the time. Well, that's where the funny bone kind of their headquarters was at, and that's where you had to go down and audition in the old days,
0: you know? Well, to be honest, I when I started comedy, I was in Los Angeles. I came out of the laugh factory and uh, oh. uh, places like that. I wasn't I I was born in St. Louis, but when I started comedy, I was living on Hollywood Boulevard, so Oh
1: yeah. Did you do you ever go home, Tony? You go back home?
0: Yeah, I haven't been home in a while. I mean, at this point in life, when you go home You go home to go, the the thing you're saying mostly is, sorry for your loss, he was a great guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How about you, where are you from originally? Chicago. You're Chicago.
1: Yeah, and I lived in New York, though, for a long time, so I think people, uh, you know, are familiar with that. And then I even lived in L.A. for like 14 years, you know.
0: Where are you living now?
1: Back in Chicago.
0: You're back in Chicago, you made it back home. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's cheaper to live in the Midwest, you know.
0: Yes. You know what? It is. It is. It, it Midwest, Arizona. You know, we, uh, I lived in uh, Los Angeles for 30 years. I loved living in Los Angeles, Yeah. but, uh, I like, you know, when I, I came out of Arizona on business and business kept pulling me out here. And then my, uh, my, uh, my kid went off to college and I go, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not getting, my phone's not ringing in this town anymore. So, um, I'm going to hightail it. So, uh, what'd yeah. you like better? New York or California?
1: I like the weather better in California, and, uh, you know, just those nice people out there. Uh, but both the coasts were so expensive. You know the only thing I love about California, Tone? I got to tell you. It's like, it was the only state I was in that had the ocean and the mountains and the desert. Like, yeah. Like, you had all three. You know what I'm saying? I don't know any other place that has that.
0: Well, you know, we were talking earlier, and uh, I was uh, sharing, we were talking about uh, what's going on in, you know, with the, uh, the hurricane in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's how you would say it in parts of uh, southern Missouri. There's a hurricane. <laughs> and how one time yeah. I swam in the Atlantic Ocean at like four in the morning. It was real cold. And I jumped in, and then I got a six a.m. flight from the East Coast to the West Coast and swam in the Pacific Ocean. And one time, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, those are these are these are the big accomplishments in my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. And one time in California, I was. Up playing in the snow and then ran down and swam in the Pacific Ocean. You can do that in California.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. And Northern California is beautiful, you know what I mean? When yeah. You get up there north of San Francisco or you get up near like Tahoe, and that's just great up there, man.
0: In the Midwest where I grew up, the biggest thing you says say is hey, today we swam in a creek and a river. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're are you just, you're just touring, I and mean, I, I mean, you are like touring, man. You are like a, a tour. I admire. There's guys you guys I keep in touch with, Mike Pace, uh, John Wing, guys that I uh, met in the '80s when I started, who were starting around that time and been doing it for a little while and have never stopped, man. And they're still like you sold out two shows in a town with two hundred comedy clubs. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's brutal, though, man. The, the All that, tra- it beats you down. A lot of my friends now, like, they're, they're having health issues or you just, you know, people think, oh, like, you know, you work an hour a night, you get to go to all these places, they think it's so much fun, but it, man, it just, it takes a lot out of you to do all that and to get all of these places. And after 30 years, you know, like I've been doing it 30 years.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, people don't realize that the, uh, um, I mean, it's, and it's not like, you know, people say to me, you go, uh, well, you know, you could do it. Look at Jerry Seinfeld. I go, Jerry Seinfeld flies first class. Jerry Seinfeld, uh, they pick him up on a magic carpet. You know, he's in a hydronically, he's in a sealed chamber until showtime. I got yeah, the rest of his ain't men. He on the
1: road every week. Yeah. He ain't on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they gave me a quarter million dollars a week, I'm sure my life would be a lot easier to. It'd be a lot easier to swallow doing the road if you're making crazy money,
0: right? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's you know, they make the the month. The, the, it's it's a weird gig. I mean, when you and I started, and you're still one of the, you're still one of those that could do it. There was like a big middle and upper middle class in comedy. You could yeah, uh, right. a lot of people who were you had to be funny. You had to be funny, despite what people comics would go. He's not funny. He's not funny. He's not funny. But you had to be funny to work. 30 40 45 weeks a year you could not be funny but you could I bought a house in Los Angeles yeah. in 89 off of road money
1: wow that's great that says a lot about you
0: man well yeah I don't know You don't know. but it was the time too it was kind of like people go what was it like then I go I go I go." I was kind of like Custer and you go, know what I mean I go during the Civil War I would be a general but after the war I got busted down to Colonel <laughs>
1: I know a lot of guys are doing ships now, you know?
0: They're all doing, yeah. Do you do ships?
1: I've done a couple, I'm not crazy about them. I go, I'll do them when I'm getting ready to die, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I just ain't ready for them yet, you know?
0: Are you Are you like a lot of us where, I mean, comics are, we love people, and at the same time, we have big swaths of time where we're just not good around people. They say we're yeah, ice, yeah. Are right. yeah, you like that?
1: Yeah. I was just talking to somebody, I think, you know what, because you put all your, your you're at 100% when you're up on stage, like, your brain's going 110%, yeah. you know, you're maxing out, and, you know, you can't drive like that with the brakes off all the time, and then when you get up and you, you got you doing radio and TV, like, I think because you're always putting out, I think how we recharge is, like, you got to shut down, you got to be alone, you got to just unplug, you know?
0: Do you find I used to have a, a an issue with in, in where before I'd go up, about a half hour before I was going to go up, you're if you're good or if you have any sense at all, your your brain goes into preparatory mode and you're, you're yep. and then people are trying to talk to you.
1: Yeah, it's the worst, right? You think they know better, right?
0: Yeah, Are you're on a you, you brought someone to see your show, that's your fault, a lady friend, your girlfriend, <laughs> your wife. And it's like ten minutes before, and you go, "Can you get me a beer? This sandwich is yeah. cold." You go, you go, "What? What? Oh, you're ignoring me? No, I'm not ignoring you." <laughs> Fuck this. <Yeah>. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, it's hysterical. You're right, though. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows what go, they go. Oh, you go up on stage, you tell a couple jokes. Like they, they, have no idea, like what goes into it. You know?
0: No, they don't until they until they try it, and then they go, "Oh, the, I don't." Uh.
1: I remember one time in Chicago, Tony, it was, I was maybe doing it a couple of years, and it was a crappy club, and uh, it was maybe like 15 people in the club, and it was this one shithead right in the front row, he's got his feet on the on the stage, and yeah. uh, he he commented after every joke I said, what are, sometimes, oh, oh, that's not funny, really, I could do better than that, just, I'm like, really? I'm like, what's your name, buddy? And he's like, Tom, or whatever, I go, Tom, you want to... Come on up, ladies and gentlemen. Tom's going to come up here and entertain you guys for a little bit. <laughs> so he came up. I gave him the mic, and I sat in his seat with his buddy. And he started, and I'd be like, tell the joke. This so I started tightening the screws on him. Yeah. And in about three minutes, this guy was covered with flop sweats. He didn't even know what to say. And the audience started going, "Get off the stage!" You go, "You're an idiot." <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he sat down. And then, then I had to, It's almost like I had to do that. To, I only did that once where I ever had someone, you know, like where you had to do that. But to turn it around, you know, like I mean, go, "Well, pay attention and watch the show. Let me do my stuff here," you
0: know. You know, the smart thing is, is you heckled him. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen new people do that. You go, "You and, and the guy comes up and they stand on the stage next to him. And now you've got some sort of you got some sort of you know put down, you got some sort of dozens thing going on. And It's like mm-hmm. this is a fucking nightmare. I mean, I produce yeah. a lot of shows, and I um, my thing is I've just never allowed hecklers. And uh, yeah, I hate them. Yeah. people say well, it's part of the show. I go no, it's oh. not, I I view it like people talking at the movies. I go look, people yeah. don't go to the movies that much anymore because the experience has started to become a pain in the ass. The lines were too long. The food was expensive. And then people were talking during the whole damn movie. And I go, so... They're talking on their phone. They're talking
1: on their phone uh, during the movie.
0: Right? Dude, I went and saw uh, the thing where uh, the guy, uh, David Frost, interviewed Nixon, the movie about that with Frank Langella. And I went and saw it in Los Angeles. And it was just me and a bunch of other people that were gray-haired, you know, watching it. And right at the point where the guy playing David Frost, a big-name actor, I can't remember right now, goes... Did you do that? A guy's phone rings, he going, hello? Hello? <laughs> and the whole room of gray haired, anti Nixon people are screaming, you son of a bitch. And anyway, Holy shit. the guy's running out like he's doing the walk of shame, like he's the whore of Babylon.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, um, I, I don't know if you saw the Nixon movie, but it, it, the, I don't want to give it away, but at the end, he resigns. So,
1: <laughs> that's <race. laughs> right. I didn't know that. <laughs> Holy cow. I do a bit about uh, Liam Neeson now, you know, about, uh, you know, he was in that Taken 1, 2, and 3, you yeah. know. You know, like, the first one, they, they take his daughter, you know. Yeah. And then the second one, they take his wife. you know, And I'm like, you think this fellow would keep a better eye on his family at this point, you know, after <laughs> two full movies? Maybe get, like, a tracking device on him. <laughs> and uh, the third one was called Taken 3. I'm like, they should have called it, are you shitting me? <laughs> like a, again with this kidnapping?
0: You know, you, you, you figure this is when he was in high school, he's the same kid who kept getting wedgies over and over and didn't know to keep his pants up high enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, here we go
0: again. Oh, he did. Okay, he did it again. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. He's like that. He's like that. Yeah, actually, the guy was kind of a, if you think about it, Liam Neeson's, actually kind of a, a sissy because he just keeps letting it happen. Like, okay, guys. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, guys, so you kidnapped my wife, you kidnap my daughter, and I <laughs> you take going to take his grandmother. <laughs> I'll take his
1: dog or something next time, right?
0: Take his dog. Take his goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a horrible thing to say. This is why we get into horrible stuff. The first yeah. taken, okay, turned you on a little bit, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Thank like, you. Know, I
0: know it's wrong, but this is kind of hot. So <laughs> they wouldn't make that's those funny. movies, you know, in the 30s when they decided to the censor movies and the ones that were like mm. really sexy the ones who were like women were kidnapped and in an opium den and all that kind of shit. The uh-huh. audience for those movies were women, were housewives running out of the house for a couple yeah. hours to go to the neighborhood movie theater to watch Clark Gable go. I'm not taking no, damn it, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, what I think is funny. Remember in the, in the old cowboy movies, like every time a lady would walk by, they go like they would tip their head out of respect. Yeah. You remember yeah. that they would go, "Hi in, ma'am." Yeah, they go like. A, we ain't gonna let you vote or nothing like that. But every time you walk by, like, well, uh, you just can't smoke around here.
0: <laughs> Nobody, yeah, we can smoke anymore. I was talking with Ben Roy last week, and uh, uh-huh. we came to the conclusion that this was a better country when people smoked.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah.
0: nowadays, if you're mad, if you're angry right now, remember, did you did you smoke at one time in your life?
1: No, no.
0: Okay, but you remember if you talk to someone who was smoking, or whatever, went, dude, something really fucked up happened down the street. We're all going to go down there. They go, okay. First, let me have a cigarette, and they light up a cigarette. Oh, God. that's the first thing you did whenever anything was going on. Now, someone tells you something. Go, hold on. Let me get my phone. I'm going to put it on Facebook. God
1: damn it. Oh yeah, yeah. Facebook, that crazy. It, it is rep- How about, even in the old war movie. A guy, uh, like the sol- a soldier, he'd been shot. He would have like a hole in his chest, and he'd be on a stretcher. And he goes, give me a cigarette, Sarge. And the guy's got like a, got a chest wound. Sucking there, he wound. He had smoke coming out of his jacket. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> There's a sniper up there. And he takes a drag <laughs> off his cigarette, blows the guy's head off, picks the cigarette back up. It was a better, you know, you were a better aim. We won the war because we smoked. People, didn't, You're nervous. to go, all right, we're going over to the top, Johnny. And you, Here's your son. you have a cigarette. You go, okay, I'm good. I'm ready. No cigarette. People go, fuck this. I'm nervous.
1: Oh so yeah, yeah. If we, the Germans
0: got all our cigarettes. We have got to take that neck pill. Oh man, you know what? That's an incentive. That's fighting words. You know what we were talking about before. You don't have to talk about this. Okay. So the okay. weird, the weird thing about my, I've kind of built a life that's totally independent. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, it's it's not the wealthiest life in the world. I ain't missing any meals, but I can pretty much tell everybody to go pound sand. I don't have to ask anybody. Nice. For, so. Yeah. Okay, so I, there's some times where I go, I could take a bigger risk here. I could take it. There's times in my life I go, that's a nonsensical risk. But we were talking about Norm McDonald, And to be honest with you, I could give two shits about Norm. I mean, I, I barely know him, you know. And I, yeah. But at the same time, that I put a thing on my Facebook page the other day, Rocky, and this is what I put up. I put, I'm old enough to remember people just laughed at jokes and in the thread that followed, an argument began.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, people were and it wasn't an argument directly related, I don't think, to that. But where somebody said something, they went, "Oh, that's that's gross," and it was wow. like, you know, it was like, and I go, "This is how insane we've gotten." Now, yeah, I, I know yeah. that you're one of those guys who's incredibly funny, and somehow is able to be just funny without, as I remember, I don't know what your act. It was yeah. like. It never, it, there was never anything that people go that pisses me off, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't want you know. You you heard that uh, like Seinfeld and Chris Rock didn't even want to work colleges no more. They said these kids will sit there with a pen and a paper and just go, "Hey, that that word's not right." Like that, like everything offends everybody now. Yeah, but it's like, man, like what what the hell are we coming to? And most comics I know, Tony, I don't think they're mean or vicious or like they're not out to get anybody. But it's like. Almost every joke there got to be a victim, you know? Like in, in my act, I'm 90% of a victim, but then yeah. sometimes I got to make fun of my whatever, my my stupid sister or my fat brother, you know? It's just yeah. like it's, it's a joke. It's all it is, it's a joke. I didn't write this to, go, "Oh, I'm going to piss off this group of people, you know?"
0: Well, yeah, you know, that's it. somebody there was an article recently where they're um, one of the some some online thing where they said we interviewed comics and asked them If they ever told a joke, they regret it. Because, you know, I mean, look, over time, like, for instance, at one time, blackface was a very standard way to present yourself on stage in this country in the 1800s and early 1900s, which is now is reprehensible to us. Although I will say one time I went up and did a show after getting really bad news and my face was ashen. So... I was like, I was like gray, you know, from like, oh, yeah, no. you know, so, and you know, a couple of people went, what the hell's going on? I go, I just, you know, something with my uncle. So, um, uh, I found out that when I was a kid, he, when he said he loved me, he was lying. So, uh, so then, <laughs> then it was just tawdry. So, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: funny.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, but that was, so no one does that. Okay. But yeah. I, I yeah. you know, we don't, we're not going to go back up Sarah Silverman's tweets of, Jokes that she bought from funny joke writers, which is how her career was built
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> so You're right, so they asked these comics if ever told a joke, they regret it, and they were mostly New York amateur comics, you know, and they're all being high minded and shit, and I'm going, so somebody asked you, did you ever tell a joke, you regret? It? I go, yeah, the ones where no one laughed. I regret it telling those jokes,
1: oh God but i i, I it's ridiculous, God. no, you go yeah. Ahead. Someone told me uh, Leno. I'm going to see. Uh, I'm doing a show with Leno in October. In I don't know at that Skirball Center over there up in yeah. uh, LA. And um, someone told me uh, that he was on stage like about a month ago. And he was he all he was doing was a setup to the joke. He was going, you know, you, you know, and I was in the garage there, and you know, my wife Mavis was in the kitchen, and some lady goes, "Why is Mavis in the kitchen?" Yeah, like she stopped the show. This he goes, well. That's where she cooks. And she goes, Why ain't you in there cooking? And why ain't she in the garage? He goes, Well, you know, he goes, It's hard to cook in the garage. There's not a stove out there. <laughs> and he goes, You know, I, I like working on cars, and Mavis likes cooking. So we thought that would be the best two places to do. But he, like, he literally stopped the show to explain to this fucking nitwit. Yeah. You know, that, it's like, come on, man. They, and Jay is the least offensive person you'll ever find. You
0: brilliant, know? brilliant. You know, he's the guy who, um, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, write, he did a few jokes that I wrote back in the day, and he would call my house. Uh, uh, he called my house once and he told me to call. And in the few brief times, and then I was crazy enough in those days when I'm writing for myself, I write for him. Uh, the, but when I look back, the few brief times he was on the phone with me and uh, i tell him a joke and he go no and then i would try to push the jokey and he'd go i said no and then he'd stop and go let Is me tell right you. yeah and he go let me tell you why i said no he he had he was pr- decent enough in presence of mind to I, I don't know what was going through his head go this kid wrote a few funny jokes that he called me one time someone told him that i had this joke and i was looking to sell it and next thing you know he's on the phone to me he'd go hey funny joke Tony. and mm-hmm. um uh, he goes you call every day every monday at this time and so um, he could have just went, no, no. I said, no, move on. But he goes, let me tell you why. And what I learned, I learned so much that I still apply. I try to write a joke that even if you disagree with it, that it's still funny. And you're still going to laugh and go, oh, you're an asshole, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's what yeah. you do. As I remember watching, you, was like, you can't really disagree with his jokes.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks, Tony.
0: Yeah, but that's still, I
1: don't want to, find, I just want to make people laugh at the end of the day. That's all I want to do. My, like, I, I try not to be mean to anybody or anything. But some jokes, you know, they're a little, you got And I make fun of a, an, a, a, she's not even a real girlfriend. It's like an imaginary girl. Yeah. They say how dumb she is and stuff like that. And, you know, but I don't know. What do you get? How, how far is this going to go? You know?
0: Yeah, I don't, you know, I, uh, I, I posted a joke the other day. And the joke was, I went to uh, a friend of mine and I went to a uh, women's only reading of Rose McGowan's book, and they threw us out. They said, anyone here with a penis has to beat it. So, <laughs> and it's just a stupid joke. It's a, it's a, it's a double entendre on yeah. beat it, you know? Right, but, right. but someone then, a guy, this type a guy going, what, did, what about women's only, didn't you understand? I go, why don't you understand about a totally fictitious fucking scenario that didn't exist? Yeah, yeah, I made yeah. it up in my head. No one ever
1: looking for anything to protest, brother.
0: No one, no one's ever moving away from a table at a restaurant that Al Pacino was in. Going, he ordered the killing of five people while baptizing a baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, listen, man. I know you did a lot of media today. I just, um, um, I, I so appreciate you calling in. Anything? Uh, any parting shots? Final words? Oh, I'm just, I
1: just want to say, uh, you know, come out. I got a. I love seeing the people here in Arizona. And, you know, we got, uh, well, the first show tonight sold out, but the uh, late show's open. It's nine 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 thirty nine forty five, 9.45, I think. Yeah. And we have plenty of seats for Sunday. And uh, the Saturday, first is almost sold out, but the 9.30, we still got a lot of tickets. And come on out, man, have some laughs. It's like 4,000 degrees outside here. And, you know, they got air conditioning. They got water. They got, <laughs> they got bathrooms in there. Everything you need is right there.
0: When you agree to, uh, as far as uh, uh, where they put comics up, it's probably one of the best, you know, sometimes you stay in a hotel, you work at a resort, but as far as apartments and houses that yeah. they put comics in, it's just one of the best in the country?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely, it's like a bunker down here. You get real res- bad reception, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I think this place might be bomb-proof, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's a great place. You know, you're right about that.
0: All right, Rocky LaPorte, ladies and gentlemen, Funny, guys, already sold out two shows this weekend. Already sold out two shows. Uh, but you still catch the Friday show at 9.30, Saturday show at 9.30, Sunday show. If you PM me on my personal Facebook page, Tony Visic V-I-C-I-C-H, I might, just might be able to hook you up with a couple of passes for one of the shows that aren't sold out. Rocky, thank you, buddy.
1: Thanks, Tony. I hope I see you this week, man. You know what? I'm going to try to run
0: by. I, I got I to gig myself tonight, but if I get done, Talk if to. I have any energy left, I'll run catch your second show. Thank you, man. All right, break the
1: leg, boss. All
0: right, pal. Bye. Bye. Well, how cool was that? And you check out Rocky LaPorte and our good friend Rick Bronson's club, House of Comedy, 5350 East High Street. Okay? All right, that's it. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Uh, we should have next Friday because we're going to interview TJ Miller. He's one of the comics who's kind of gotten caught up in this whole uh, uh whole current cultural situation that we have right now tj miller uh will be uh, at rick bronson's house of comedy and uh we're supposed to be interviewing him next friday at 10 a.m you're going to want to tune in for that because you know that i'm going to ask him uh, the hard questions that lead to the big laughs thanks a lot everybody bye bye